The political persecution of General Michael Flynn continues on. I wish I could report to you today that the appellate court judges or the district court judge have dismissed the charge against General Flynn and stopped this injustice against him, but sadly I cannot. I do have a new development to report to you. General Flynn's lawyers have powerfully responded to the friend of the court brief created by John Gleason. Judge Emmett Sullivan appointed John Gleason to advise his court after Gleason wrote a partisan and biased op-ed in the Washington Post calling for the court to keep hounding General Flynn. Gleason filed his amicus brief last week right before the appellate court had a hearing on General Flynn's emergency motion to dismiss the case against him. We're still waiting to hear the result from the appellate court, but it's not looking favorable for General Flynn based on the questions and the responses of the appellate judges last week. Because the motion was not granted, Sidney Powell had to respond again yesterday, detailing why the case against General Flynn should be dismissed with prejudice, and additionally why John Gleason's friend of the court brief was a smear job against General Flynn. This extraordinary case is really a zombie case against General Flynn. The case against Michael Flynn is dead by the facts and by the law, but the partisans keep animating it to punish President Trump and to serve as a warning for anyone who supports Trump. I'm Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. I'm a liberty-loving and tyranny-hating lawyer based in your nation's capital. My goal is to keep you informed and to be your advocate in Washington, D.C. I have several points to share with you about the case against General Flynn and specifically about this motion, this brief filed by Sidney Powell in response to the brief filed by the amicus John Gleason. First, point one, Sidney Powell's brief explains again why the case should be dismissed with prejudice. I'm going to link to two articles down below, one by Sarah Carter, which gives a layman's understanding of the brief filed by Sidney Powell. I'm also going to link down below to an article about the brief by Greg Jarrett, a lawyer who is a commentator and a contributor on Fox News. So, Point number one, and I cannot emphasize this enough, there is no case or controversy here anymore. The Department of Justice asked the judge to drop the case. The Department of Justice asked the appellate court to drop the case, to issue this emergency mandate, dropping the case against General Flynn. All of the parties have left the field. All of the teams have left the field. There is nothing left to prosecute against General Flynn. So that's point one. Point two, Sidney Powell's brief explains why keeping the case against General Flynn alive violates the separation of powers. So the result in this case doesn't matter only for General Flynn, but of course that's the most important point, but it also implicates the very constitutional underpinnings of our system of government. We have three separate branches, the legislative, the executive, and the judiciary, and each branch has to keep in its own lane. If, it, if they don't stay in their own lane, then they cause grave concerns for the rule of law and the way that we have our ordered system of liberty. So Sidney Powell's brief goes into that. I quote her. 
Not a single case authorizes an Article III court to scrutinize the decision-making process of the Department of Justice in deciding to correct itself and move to dismiss a prosecution that never should have been brought. Instead, for the Department of Justice to correct its own errors and disclose its own misconduct, it's routinely applauded, as it should be. So think about that. Article 3 is the article of the Constitution that sets up the separation of powers. It talks specifically about the judiciary. That's the article in the Constitution that establishes the judiciary branch. And Sidney Powell is making the point that when the Department of Justice does something wrong, it should be commended for correcting the wrong. And that is exactly the case in General Flynn's prosecution. She goes on to, to talk about a very seminal case before the Supreme Court called Morrison versus Olson, which you might remember had the subject matter of the independent counsel that was set up by the Congress to try and do an end run around the executive. And Morrison versus Olson was decided by the Supreme Court, and they said that it was constitutional for the court to set up this outside counsel that was beholden essentially to nobody. And that was wrongly decided. Justice Antonin Scalia, a beloved justice, a towering intellect on the Supreme Court, wrote a dissent in Morrison versus Olson. And as Sidney Powell says, Justice Scalia was proven to be correct. And I'm quoting from Sidney Powell's brief. The torturous and constitutionally damaging experiment came to an end, the experiment of the independent counsel, with the unanimous agreement of Congress and the Justice Department that the statute was indeed a violation of the separation of powers. Scalia's dissent has taken its place in the canons of constitutional law on the separation of powers. Scalia wrote that government investigation and prosecution of crimes is a quintessentially executive function and that the independent counsel deprive the president of exclusive control over that quintessentially executive authority. As Justice Scalia wrote, it is not for us to determine, and we have never presumed to determine, how much of the purely executive powers of government must fall within the full control of the president. The Constitution prescribes that they all are. So you might be saying, well, what is this random Supreme Court case that we're talking about a dissent from, from Justice Scalia, have anything to do with the case of General Michael Flynn, because it underscores that the prosecutorial power resides in the executive. And even though there was this effort in the past to do this independent counsel, which would take the prosecutorial power outside of the executive branch, and even though the Supreme Court upheld the constitutionality of it, this stirring dissent that even people like Justice Elena Kagan say is a masterful explanation of why the independent counsel statute was wrong, it all goes back to this point that we cannot allow the judge, Judge Sullivan in this case, to usurp the power of the executive and decide that he's he thinks that General Flynn should continue to be prosecuted. No, Justice Scalia said in this dissent that the Constitution prescribes that the ex purely executive powers of government must be within the full control of the president. All, all need to be within the full control of the president. So that was point two. So point two 
Point one is remember there's no case or controversy. Point two, continuing this case against General Flynn, having additional inquiries, that violates the separation of powers. And I think Sidney Powell points it out so well. She says, this politically motivated quest to destroy General Flynn has been damaging to the rule of law, the integrity of venerable institutions of government, and now the very structure of our constitution. This illegal outrage must stop now. I could not agree more. So let's go on to point three. Sidney Powell's brief explains why the district court had no power to appoint John Gleason as friend of the court. So I'm going to read from Sidney Powell's brief right now. That chosen amicus, meaning John Gleason, has now engaged in a flagrant personal and partisan assault on General Flynn, Attorney General Barr, and the President of the United States. This court's friend simply ignores the indisputable, newly produced evidence proving that it is General Flynn who was signaled out for a baseless, politically motivated investigation and prosecution. And then Sidney Powell reveals in this brief more exculpatory evidence that was withheld from General Flynn that goes to the improper motivation and uh, the thought thought process of the investigators who decided to set up General Flynn and try and get him prosecuted or fired. So reading again from the brief, in a rarely mentioned text message that the government has never, never to this day, meaning never, 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 produced to General Flynn, FBI agent Peter Strzok reveals that Bill Prystop doesn't want Clapper giving CR cuts, which is the transcripts from Crossfire Razor, the code name for the Flynn operation, to the Obama White House. All political just shows our hand and potentially makes enemies. After Lisa Page's reminder about including it already in the doc on Friday, Peter Strzok revealed the ultimate problem. Should we, particularly to the entirety of the lame duck United States intelligence community with partisan axes to grind? The irony and sheer duplicity, Sidney Powell continues, of Amicus's accusations against the Justice Department now, which is finally exposing the truth, is stunning. Amicus's filing is a wrap-up smear. It is an affront to the rule of law and a raging insult to the citizens of this country who see the abject corruption in this assassination by political persecution of General Flynn. This court exuviated any appearance of, of neutrality when it unlawfully appointed amicus as its own adversary to make these scurrilous accusations and arguments. This court, in essence, appointed its own special prosecutor, adversarial to the attorney general and the defendant, to extend the prosecution, and I would say persecution, of General Flynn and to consider and suggest further charges or punishment be used against him. This process was tried previously and ultimately resoundingly rejected. So get that right there, talking about the idea that the judge cannot decide, oh, I'm not going to listen to the Department of Justice. I'm going to hire somebody else to do the job that I want the Department of Justice to do that they've decided is manifestly unjust. Sidney Powell, in her brief, quotes uh, a case called United States versus Samuels as saying, courts are essentially passive instruments of government. 
they do not or should not sally forth each day looking for wrongs to right. They wait for the cases to come to them, and when cases arrive, courts normally decide only questions presented by the parties. And she goes on even further to say, even more important, the court cannot appoint an amicus in a criminal case to proceed against a defendant. It has no authority to appoint anyone to step into the place of the government in a criminal prosecution. So think about that. It, it just boggles the mind that a court would even consider doing that. Going on to point four, Sidney Powell's brief shows that other courts have dismissed cases post-sentencing and after guilty pleas. I will say that a big number of comments that I get from leftists and people who hate General Flynn on Twitter try to make this point over and over again. He already pled guilty. The court can't step in and dismiss the charges at this point, and the Department of Justice can't dis can't ask to dismiss the charges against him at this point. No, that's not correct. And Sidney Powell outlines in her brief very extensively how, I will quote from it, in short, no authority exists from any court that would allow the court to deny the dismissal here. It should have been done upon review of the government's motion, exhibits, and General Flynn's consent. No appellate court has ever affirmed the denial of a Rule 48A motion to dismiss. There is not a shred of basis to do so here. For this court to require additional briefing or any subsequent proceeding is clear error on the record. All it has accomplished is degradation of the court itself, needless and counterproductive delay, waste of scarce government resources, and dramatic increase of cost to the defendant. So this is not a, an unusual occurrence. This is not a, a never happen occurrence. So all those people on Twitter who are hating on General Flynn and saying, you already pled guilty, too late for you, too bad for you, that's not correct. That's not how the law is. That is completely bogus. That is, that is ignorant on the law and ignorant in this particular case as well. So on to point five. Sidney Powell's brief explains why it is wrong to add a perjury charge. Now, you remember that this was something that was suggested by leftist partisan hacks and by John Gleason and by implication the court. I'm going to quote from Sidney Powell's motion here. Moving to withdraw a guilty plea and asserting actual innocence on advice of non-conflicted counsel. I'm going to insert right here. Remember that the the lawyers who represented General Flynn originally had prepared his FARA registrations and they were conflicted because of that, because that was part of the investigation originally. So she's saying, moving to withdraw a guilty plea and asserting actual innocence on advice of non-conflicted counsel does not constitute contempt or perjury. 20%, more than 500 of former criminal defendants named in the National Registry of Exonerations had pleaded guilty. Are they to be prosecuted for perjury? I cannot imagine a single leftist person suggesting that these 500 people on the National Registry of Exonerations should be prosecuted for perjury. So Sidney Powell continues, this court's suggestion that perjury through contempt could lie for someone seeking to withdraw a guilty plea upon exoneration would have a shocking, chilling effect on the rightful future exoneration of wrong, wrongly accused defendants who are being punished for crimes they did not commit. 
You hear all the time from the left these sob stories about people on death row and how they have not been given a, a proper justice, ineffective assistance of counsel. And yet, in this case, because they don't like the politics of General Flynn, because they don't like the fact that he was going to be the national security advisor for President Trump, and they hate President Trump, they think that they should just throw all the rules of law and justice out the window to get Flynn, which ultimately they think will get President Trump, too. On to point six. Sidney Powell's brief lays out the extraordinary exculpatory evidence in this case and reminds us that the prosecutors repeatedly failed to provide it to Flynn. So, quoting from the brief, the prior prosecution team misled this court. Indeed, it has come to light that the FBI, through Brandon Van Grack, who was the DOJ prosecutor, part of the Mueller team, then became the prosecutor for this General Flynn case, they withheld the most damning evidence until it was produced after the Jeffrey Jensen investigation, including a note from former FBI direct, Deputy Director for Counterintelligence, Bill Priestap, indicating his concern that some in the FBI sought to interview Flynn so as to, quote, get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired. Prosecutors have a duty. They're officers of the court. They have to follow the rules of court. There's a specific rule in this court and in this case requiring the prosecutors to turn over any exculpatory evidence, which they did not do. So Sidney Powell goes on further. She says, John Gleason elides the reality of the egregious government misconduct of the FBI agents, particularly that of Comey, McCabe, Strzok, Page, Pientka, Priestap, and others who met repeatedly to pursue the targeted takeout of General Flynn for their political reasons and those of the entirely lame duck U.S. intelligence community. Amicus is lost down the rabbit hole of, on the other side of the looking glass, where nothing would be what it is because everything would be what it isn't. And contrary-wise, what is, it wouldn't be. And what it wouldn't be, it would. I've said many times that it's an Alice in Wonderland world that we're living in, and certainly that's the case with General Flynn's case and its ongoing continuation. Remember, the Obama administration wrongly investigated General Michael Flynn. They wrongly concocted a trap to try and get him fired or prosecuted. The Obama Department of Justice wrongly persecuted General Flynn. They wrongly prosecuted General Flynn. They wrongly threatened his son with prosecution. They wrongly failed to turn over exculpatory material. The list of abuses against General Flynn goes on and on. Now, the judges who are supposed to represent the rule of law and protect the constitutional and legal rights of all defendants are failing big time. Sidney Powell has put a lot of hours into drafting this excellent breach, which brief, which I'm going to link to down below, which never should have been necessary to research and write. But here we are. What do you think will happen next in the deep state's case against General Michael Flynn? So I'm going to ask, suggest to you today that you borrow or purchase Michael Flynn's book, Field of Fight, which I'm going to link to down below, and learn more about General Flynn. Thank you so much for joining me today. Subscribe down below so you don't miss a daily episode. Hit the bell and comment down below on what topics you would like me to cover next.
Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com, and also follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.